Hello, and welcome to the show. Two Temples is a podcast where I, Shea Kamrichka, talk to real people about real psychedelic experiences. We discuss how these experiences have helped us learn lessons and overcome personal issues. My goal is to help end the stigma surrounding psychedelics. You can help by sharing this podcast with your friends and on social media. I believe we can undo the decades of lies about psychedelics and expose their healing potential by sharing story after story until the truth is undeniable. This is the final part of the conversation with Dee from Arkansas. Our call dropped at the end of part two, and part three begins right as we reconnect. In this episode, we talk about a DMT waiting room, and I'd like to hear from you if you've experienced anything like it. If you have a comment or something you'd like to share on the podcast, please email me at twotemplespodcast at gmail.com. Thanks, and enjoy. Redial. Can you hear me now? Yeah, there we go. Let's see if... Can you can you just talk so I can see if it works on the? Yeah. Okay. Can you hear yeah. me? Yeah, we're good. Okay. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, I could. I, that was weird. I could hear you talking, but you couldn't hear me. <laughs> that's all right. I'll just edit that part out. <laughs> Do you remember what we were talking about now? <laughs> um. Oh, my Mothman. Yeah. Yeah. Did you reply to anything? I. I well, I was like the. Uh... That like you said, mine never really took form. It was just a, a, a ball of very. I don't. Know, it felt like home. It felt like I was being led home, as a as a way to describe it. Uh, it was very. I don't know. The closest thing that I've had to like a guide in my trip, like a lot of people talk about in their DMT experiences. Okay, so how long ago was this, and did you come out of it with any sort of um, message or, like, a more wholeness to yourself or anything like that? I came out with a better understanding that there is more, that 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 our minds can take us to a different dimension, a different plane of being, uh, That it that it's not just bullshit it's not just a trip man think about how many people have have done what we've done and you hear the same things over and over these recurring experiences that you've shared with people that you know you may not have known until that night you were just talking about it's like wow i've experienced the same thing there's there's something to that there's there's no way that that we're all just tripping and experiencing the same thing. I think we all are going to a different place, and it's a shared place. Yeah. That, it, and it and def- I, I think – I, I feel like sometimes when I'm in that trip and I'm feeling those other energies around me, I think that those are other people that are in the same state of being or state, same mindset that I'm in at that exact point in time. Hanging out with other people doing DMT. Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. really do. And, like, possibly even on other planets. Like, how are we to know that, you know, Earth doesn't have, you know, sort of sister planets or something that have, like, these same uh, DMT molecules on it that they've figured out to smoke, too, and we're, like, seeing each other and stuff like that. You know, because like if there's like millions of other planets, then like that means there's like hundreds of blah, 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 you know, stupid number of entities that could be partaking in the same sort of ritual to get us to that realm, you know, 
to connect us all mm-hmm. to like these different planets and these different just across the whole universe who the fuck knows i don't know <laughs> i don't know i mean i like I, I, me myself i like to think that i like to think that that i am in a giant cosmic waiting room with other people that are experiencing the same thing whether it be people from this planet or people or beings from another planet there there's there's other things there that seem live to me okay i I want to go back to that waiting room thing that you just said have you experienced any sort of waiting room like things like um I, I can explain what I mean if, if, if you need. Like, I, I've been in this... The first one that I remember was, like, an elevator. It felt like I was with sort of this sock puppet, or two, like, sock puppets, almost like these incognito sock puppets that were, like, operating this elevator in secret to, like, you know, bring me into the the realm. You know, they're, like, sort of helping me in, and it sort of felt like that was the waiting room for me and then there's other ones where i feel like i'm sort of like knee height in a um almost like a bus terminal or a uh like a airport waiting room you know how a lot of them have like those sort of those benches that are just like benches and they're sort of round and i feel like i'm knee height just like looking at these different entities walking around and stuff yes that is yes it was very that the whole airport terminal thing is a very good description uh very good description i have i have been there and i don't know what we're waiting for in that room where we're supposed to go from that room but that that room seems to be it seems to be in a lot of my a lot of my deep trips like that or dmt anyway yeah uh that feeling of of being in a in a place where you're you're going it's just a a waiting room to get to the next place yeah it almost feels like like, you're going there to see where you have to go and then it launches you off exactly that's exactly right exactly what i'm trying to say but then there's other people in there too that are that are waiting to get on the flight as well Mm-hmm. And like you can sort of see them like get up from where they're sitting and move around, or at least like in in my like visuals I could, and like they would sort of like there's just like a bustling feeling, and like you can sort of just see like them moving around and just like new ones coming yeah, and sitting down, and it's so weird. Right, it's exactly it's just like being in a busy airport terminal. People sitting down, getting up, moving around, and and though you can't really see them you can feel them there you can feel them moving and and you can hear that little murmur of their thoughts or their talking or their exchanges that they're having i don't i don't know how to explain it any other way it's i can i can tell that they're there and i can tell that they're talking and i can tell that that they are something whether it is something of this world or of another world it's like um or did you ever hear the when Joe Rogan was talking about uh, how people on DMT experience jaguars a lot? Have you have you heard that? Um, I don't recall. It sounds familiar, but I don't I don't know if I know the the story behind it. Well, there's a a lot of people have 
when they trip DMT, they experience Jaguar. I myself have not experienced Jaguars. Is that like bringing you back to kind of the presence of where it kind of comes from? Because there's Jaguars around in like the Amazon well, and stuff? Or? The, the, thought, the thought process, or at least what Joe put together, which I thought was pretty cool, was uh, there's actually where Jaguars are native to, there's a vine that is very very high in dmt and these jaguars it's a regular thing for a jaguar trip on dmt they eat these <laughs> vines all the time and then will lay on their backs in the middle of the fucking rainforest and stare up in the sky at shit that ain't there and are these people that are seeing jaguars in their trips actually interacting with jaguars that are also tripping at the same time <laughs> that's an awesome idea that's funny it's, I, I think it's so cool and 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 i and that's what made me get on this thought process that these other these other beings that i'm i'm feeling and experiencing in my trip are other people that are experiencing and tripping the DM, dmt at the same time that i am yeah and that like to go sort of back to where i was talking about like how on different planets beings could be taking these drugs too and like communicating like it's exactly. it could be like multiple beings on a planet as well like it doesn't just have to be like another sort of human form that has sort of synthesized it and like made it into this powder that you can smoke like maybe it's just like um like a dolphin blowing like poking those blowfish so that it like stings their nose and then gets them high yep yep like that's kind of common on earth with like animals finding these things to kind of intoxicate them it's funny they do yeah we all we all all living things i don't know i think that to be a complete a complete thing that you have to experience that you have to go into that realm that dimension that part of yourself or you don't really know your complete self. Yeah, that sort of brings a lot of validity to the whole stoned ape theory, or, or like a lot of like possibility anyway, where it's like maybe they did eat a bunch of mushrooms and sort of like and became conscious. Yeah, kept their brains firing so much that their brains got bigger and got to the point where they could make cell phones and skyscrapers and because like when you do mushrooms don't you sort of like when you come back don't you sort of feel almost primal again like you don't feel like you have these like amazing ideas and stuff you're sort of like i feel like i'm almost back to being a monkey yes it everything seems so much more simplified yeah it's a it's it's a it's a pure feeling it's it is it's a it's a it's an animal feeling it's a primal totally i totally agree with that i totally experienced that feeling when you come down yeah a lot of the time i feel like when i'm walking my dog i'm sort of <laughs> in the same relationship with like whatever higher being is with us sort of like i'm only allowed to be on this planet you know whereas the dogs are only allowed to be in in this room because i say so sort of thing like that's the sort of parameters that were set for the dog and this earth is sort of the parameter set for me who who's got a hold of our leash exactly and you know and like the gap in consciousness between dogs to us 
like the gap between us to whatever's above us would be like substantial that we wouldn't like they could be interacting with us constantly and we wouldn't even know like we could be our government you know like who knows like it's so weird like we're only we're just observers you know and we sort of take in what we're told and and i don't know we're such we're such small things in the big scheme of things Mm -hmm. but at the same time i mean think about it like like when you're tripping you know you're sitting there your eyes are open well your vision is only contained as far as you can see to the walls around you but like you can close your eyes and think about how far you can see it's endless and what you can can imagine yeah yeah man there's so much more there's more inside than there is outside if that makes any sense yeah and that's what makes it so much more fun to do a good dose of like lsd or psilocybin and just lay in the dark because then you don't have any of these like material um things influencing your trip it's all just like the drug and your mind like and uh, and then you see like all these like symbols and all this like even entities like i've seen entities on lsd it's weird like it was it was like i almost like zoomed in really far to something i don't remember what i was fixing at the time but it felt like there's these little blue um they almost look like teletubby suits you know with like the weird things on their head and stuff but they're skinnier they look like they're just like sort of people in these like almost like blue skin suits and they would like there was this their their own sort of um machine in a way like uh there's this spinning wheel sort of thing like it had spokes coming out from the center and as the spoke as that wheel would sort of rotate i saw like one or the spokes would come out and it'd be one of those beings and then like there's a lineup of other ones and it would like go and like fill in that guy's spot and then it'd rotate and then another one would pull out and another one would go in and it just felt like it was like this weird inner workings of my body it's so weird <laughs> magic school bus that's awesome yeah i love, I love hearing other people describe uh, their experience what they what they see and it's very, very it's just so hard because like we've said multiple times we just don't have the words for it you know like i can picture it in my mind but like like a picture takes a thousand words or whatever that uh whatever that saying is so, like to describe like a, a constantly moving and shifting picture it's just not really possible no no you can't you can't you can't bring it back and describe it not yeah. not fully not not properly not to the way that you could even remotely <laughs> make somebody understand yeah it's just but in the future i think we'll come up with the words like um have you heard of uh there's some sort of like psychedelic lexicon where it like i think you can like input your Um, experiences and like the entities that you've met and stuff and it's sort of a collaboration of a bunch of people's experiences to see the connections between them the 
to kind of interpret what your experience was? Yeah, so like it would have, uh, you know, like the machine elves, and then it would sort of like describe. I have to look it up. I was talking to another person on the podcast, and he was telling me about it. Um, Colin, I believe. And yeah, it's it's cool. I haven't looked it up yet, but I think it might be something of Duncan Trussell's. He said. Yeah, I'll have to I'll definitely check that out. But I I might be wrong. I could look it up here right now. Um, we're over two hours here. How much time you got? Do you feel like continuing, or you got stuff to yeah, do? Yeah, man, we can we can we can keep talking as long as you want to talk, and then you can you can edit edit it down to whatever you want. Yeah, I usually just kind of cut it into different. You know, if it's two hours, I'll cut it into two. If it ends up being three hours, I'll cut it into three. Like I'm doesn't really matter I'm very to me. Much enjoying, I'm enjoying our exchange. Yeah, you don't often get to talk about, at least in this depth, right? Like you might have a right. ten minute conversation with a buddy while you know you're stoned on the couch or something, but you don't often get two, three hours to actually like go in depth and exchange actual experiences. So, no, yeah, I'm, and I've had, I'm yeah. down. <laughs> I am too. Man. Let's just keep talking and see what comes out. Okay, I've got I've got nothing to do. Right on. Yeah, me neither. It's all rainy outside, not working. So, I'm here to I'm here to learn. What other um? Yeah. Do you have any other like? Do you have any salvia experiences or any? Any sort of other psychedelics? I've, I've done salvia one time, and that was that was that was the well, that was the most real a trip has been. Like like in that trip, I was like, "This is real," and everything else that I've been living my whole life is fake. That's the fake one. My life's the fake one. This right now, this is what is real. And I'll tell you, I had never smoked salvia. I've heard of salvia. And my sister got a hold of some. She's like, hey, you know, you want this? And I'm like, fuck yeah. So me and her and her husband and this other chick are headed to Walmart. And <laughs> I take this and I'm like, man, what the fuck? Kate, wait. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. You're going to Walmart and you smoke salvia. Or, or you're yeah, getting I mean, it from Walmart. No, we're, we're smoking it on the way to Walmart. <laughs> okay. The three people in the vehicle with me, not they're not psychedelic users at all. My sister just happened to cross it and was like, hey, I bet my brother would like this, and she was right. So she's like, well, here, let's, here, you can hit this salvia on the way. And I'm like, all right, cool. And I'd watch videos, man. You see people hit it once, twice, three times, and then they're just fucking idiots. Did you see that gardening video where that guy like, <laughs> teaches you how to plant while on salvia? No, I haven't. Oh my seen god, that. it's hilarious. He's like he's just sitting in his garden and he's like, So I'm gonna teach you how to plant a tree while on salvia. So he takes like this huge hit of salvia and then he just basically like lays back and just passes out for like fifteen minutes and then comes back and he's like, Oh, holy shit and he just starts like planting the plant again. It's so funny. But continue, I just maybe I'll send you that link. Yeah, do that. Uh <laughs> So, I'm, you know, I'd seen the videos, and I'm like, there's no way that I'm going to fucking inhale three times and be that fucked up off something. <laughs> so this was before DMT then? Yes, this was before DMT. Okay. 
So how long life. how long ago was this? Was this before you were a psychedelic user, or she? You said that your sister said it was for you, like you would like it. So this was about eight years ago. Okay. <clears throat> and so uh, I get the pipe, hit it two or three times, and I turn, I look out the window, and I'm watching the the ditch go by. Well, then it just freezes, and I was drinking Dr Pepper prior to this well all of a sudden i am inside a giant shoe that is lined with dr pepper boxes <laughs> and i know that i am in the foot of a giant and this giant is walking and i'm just tumbling around in this shoe while this giant's walking and then i figure out that if i stand up and run to the front of the shoe and then get in time with him when I jump, I will land at the heel on my feet and then I run to the front and jump and land in the heel as it's taking steps. I'm staying in time with it, right? <laughs> okay. This is my purpose in life. All right. This is real. This is the only this is my purpose. This is what I am here to do is run inside this giant <laughs> Dr. Pepper shoe. And so uh this goes oh man i'm running inside this shoe i'm just i'm wore out but i'm like this is so awesome to finally know what i'm meant to do and then i i start coming out of it and my brother-in-law who is square doesn't even smoke weed barely drinks he's driving and he's looking at me out of the corner of his eye and kind of leaning towards his door like like i was fixing to get something on him like i was contagious <laughs> like i gotta get the fuck out of here <laughs> yeah he's like man fuck just happened to this dude well, he's trying to talk to me but it's all pixelated and garbly and real computerized sounding and i look at my arm and my arm has a dr pepper wrapper on it and then it starts wearing off and everything and my brother-in-law looks at me he goes are you fucking okay <laughs> and i'm like dude you don't even know what i've just experienced and he's like well, man you hit that shit, dropped a pipe in the floor, your head bounced off the window, and you laid there for about 20 seconds, and then you started flopping around. And then it looked like you were running. My, They said my feet were kicking the bottom of the dash, my arms were going, doing the business. And and they, they, he, said, he said, if we would have stopped the vehicle and set you outside, you would have ran to Walmart. <laughs> we have no doubt that you would have just took off running. He said, we would have never known that you were even remotely fucking paralyzed. What the hell just happened? I, so I told them my story. And they all, of course, laughed and thought I was stupid and everything. But wow, man, that shit was wild. I just imagine you, because <laughs> you said you looked out the window and saw that, like, the the ditch froze but i just imagine you like dropping the pipe looking at the window and your forehead just like hitting the window that's so funny yeah and they said for about 10 minutes man that i was that i i must have ran 10 miles in that 10 minutes they said i was giving her giving her hell that's funny i wonder if they if if they would have let you out if you would have like gotten out and then sort of you know ran forward and then jumped and then ran forward and then jumped as if like you were actually doing it while the giant was walking you know that would have been uh, hilarious I to see 
it would have been. I wish they would have tried. To I'm glad you stayed in the car for safety reasons, but <laughs> that would have been um, funny. <laughs> but yeah, that was the most. That was the most vivid, real. I was really in a, a defined place that had a, a beginning and an end, a contained. You know, like everything else in the trip is kind of for me, has been kind of open-ended, like an open-world video game. But I could go in any direction. But but in that salvia trip, I was contained to that Dr. Pepper shoe. <laughs> and and if, I, if I didn't get in time and run with it, I would just tumble around in it. And they said that's what I was doing in the truck seat. <laughs> that's hilarious. You learned your lesson, uh, though, in there. Otherwise, you know, you might have just been rolling around and having a real terrible time. Uh, it was it was a very very cool experience. I uh, actually had that's the only time I've ever done salvia. I haven't done it since. Not because I wouldn't. I just I haven't crossed its path. Right. I've sort of heard of a few people. Um, where yeah, it comes back to the the physical world, and you actually like you said, you're running around or kind of freaking out like you're still controlling your body but you're trying to control something in your mind i haven't tried salvia but like one of my friends was telling me a story and he was like his friend had to like hold him down because he was like breaking stuff and he's just like moving around and but in his mind he's like gone somewhere else and that's sort of where i'm afraid to not afraid to try it but like i need to know that i'm in a a padded a room maybe <laughs> so yeah, that I don't like run so over and break my computer. Oh yeah. Because yeah, I mean, if, if I hadn't been paralyzed and if I hadn't been in a seatbelt in a truck seat and been in a room, there's no telling what I'd have done. You know, uh-huh. if I, if I'd had my faculties about me and there's no telling because I am telling you in my trip, that was my sole purpose in being was to run inside of that shoe. And dude, I mean, when I came out of it, I was sweaty. I was wet. <laughs> I was, I had, I had worked. So that was the most, as the hardest work I've ever done a trip in my life. Did you have any like uh, physical soreness after? Like, did you feel worn out? Uh, no, no, actually huh. I can remember I can remember my muscles burning a little bit, but it wasn't the normal burn that I'm used to. It's the burn that I remember from being in high school and playing basketball and running road laps. And, of, like, actually you know, using your muscles and, like, stretching them out and stuff. Is that what you mean? Yes. Yes. That's that cool. Was, and yeah, it was very cool. It was very cool. It's it's so It's so neat that you can take something that can – make your mind believe that that is what is real that it can, can totally distort your sense of real and and make believe it's and the weird part about that too is if you take a step back what's to say that this isn't the same thing like what if like a higher version of ourselves just took a big rip of whatever and boom, you were born. 
And then some yeah, people, like you say, how like you're taking that the pull off of your DMT pen and you're not really able to get high. You can take like 15 pulls and you're not really high. Maybe that's like a, a child dying as, as bad as that sounds. But like, you know, maybe it's just as simple as like they didn't get high enough and like they weren't as secured into this realm as, you know, and maybe that uh, that 120 year old person took a big fat rip and they're in it. There's nothing yeah. killing that motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. I, yes, I can see it from that perspective. Who I knows, mean, right? Like, it just opens that, you up that, to it. That right now, we aren't the figment of somebody else's trip or some other being's trip. That we that we are the trip. Mm -hmm. That we are not. That we are not real. We are, the, we are that weird energy that somebody else is seeing in their trip that they are you, does that make sense yeah definitely yeah I, 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 who knows what all of this is you know like we've said before yes. like it's all just like off of observation and now if we're able to like observe how we can sort of shoot our minds into being another being running through a shoe made of, of dr pepper boxes like why why is this reality so hard to believe that it's uh also at least some sort of um maybe not like an actual drug trip but maybe it's like our consciousness just like creating something to experience or something i don't know <laughs> I, I i like to i don't know i like like tripping for me i'm i'm trying to find answers to a mystery yeah and 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 even though that I come away with something after every trip, I learn something. There's never been a time that I didn't learn something, no matter how small it may have been. I came away with something. But what? Dang, gum it! My train of thought is just horrible today. <laughs> you know. No, I, I definitely feel I, you. you. You go, you go, and you look for those answers to the mystery. And though you come back with information, it's like every time that I come back, though I've learned something, it's like the mystery has grown, though. It's like the, that, that I, I need to get back because now I need to see what else there is. I, because even though, I, yeah, I fixed this and I, I rubbed this black spot out and I've got it a good color now, well, but, but, but there's something else. I saw another door over there. I saw another path. Yeah. There's something else and we're on that side and I want to go see what's over there. Yeah, I use this uh, analogy, I think. I don't know. For like um when I'm fixing my ear, but it kind of relates to this too where it's almost like a balloon and you have li like a uh, a clown's balloon, you know, and it's got like knots tied through it, so just a straight balloon but with these different knots tied through it. And as you undo another knot, you see, like, more possibilities. And then you go into it again. You undo another knot, and it's like, whoa, there's more to it. Yep. And then, oh, there's another more to it. Yep. And then, you know, yep. who knows how big this fucking balloon is. We've just, like, we're just undoing these knots of... And who knows, maybe those knots are, you know, society putting leashes on us and boundaries and, like, disconnecting us from each other and, you know... And then we're just like unlocking those knots, seeing from other people's point of view, and then seeing a bigger picture. I, could... I totally, totally, yes. Hmm. I feel the same way. I feel like that. 
it's like uh it's like a really good season of a show that you like and then you get to the end of it and it's like wow that was a big twist at the end i wonder what's gonna happen next season yeah you but know? it keeps now, going yeah next season yeah and it's it's infinite man you know as long as you keep tripping that that there's just going to keep being more and more opened up to you, mm-hmm. you know, not just in that, not just in that, that trip world, but in your real life, you can bring things back that make you better or make yeah. you able to deal with pain or able to deal with your life or make you a better husband or make you a better worker. It's, yeah. It just brings back that possibility of change. Cause you see, like it just opens you up to more and it's like, well, change is good. I don't need to eat the same thing every day. Like I, I finally tried something new and I liked it. Like I wonder what else is new out there, sort of thing. Yeah, want want to see what's over the next hill. Yeah, want to see what's over the next horizon. Yeah, man. And I, I, yeah. I love that. And I love that it's, I love that it's ongoing and it keeps you so engaged like that. Like I, I find myself so much. I spend so much of my time now, sitting around thinking about my next trip, thinking about, hmm, I wonder since I was able to get a grasp on this so good last time, if I can get a grasp on this next time. Yeah, like you building on past experiences, like we're, we're psychonauts, we're like astronauts of the mind, you know, like we're, we want to go in and like find out those deeper, the deeper meanings of our like traumas maybe, or like, we just want to go deeper and see more possibilities and see the inner workings of our body and heal things. And yeah, there's just so much possibility and so much that we don't know that like every trip is just like a whole new thing. Well, you, you're, you're, you do construction, correct? Yeah. I, I used to do construction and, and that's kind of how I look at my trips is like I'm building a house. Like, the first time I tripped, I poured footers, and the second time I tripped, I poured a slab, and then mm-hmm. the next time I tripped, I framed it, and the next trip, I wired it, you know, and then I plumbed it, and then I laid sheetrock, and I bed and taped and trimmed, and you know, I'm I'm trying to build this house, just mm-hmm. one one thing at a time, trying to build this this thing, and I love it. I, I, it's it's easy for me. It's easy for me to put it in, to to look at it that way, to to kind of I guess describe to some people what what I'm doing when I trip, why I trip like I do, is yeah. because I'm I'm going, I'm building something, I'm I'm building myself. Yeah, well, yeah, that's the cool part. Hey, is like you're you're just going in and you're yeah building a better you. And it does. It. I mean, uh, it, everybody experiences differently god damn dude i can't tell you how much of a better person that it's made me yeah me too and i'm 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 proud of who i am and i wouldn't be as proud of who i am i don't think i wouldn't be as happy in my life i don't think if i hadn't had those psychedelic experiences Mm -hmm. yeah they're important i i uh, I really like that Facebook kind of gives you memories because it's sort of another way for like me personally to look back at like the dumb shit that I've said in the past and like, like how arrogant I used to be and just like, 
un- not understanding of other people's like plights and just issues and situations that they can't come out of because there's a foot on their chest and like I didn't see that somebody had the foot on their chest I just saw that they're laying there and lazy and didn't want to do anything you know like it's it's opened me up to more of the big picture of like why people are in situations and and like just stuff like that it's definitely helped me be more present in the moment definitely yeah and um makes me more aware I listen to people more I, I listen to listen. I don't listen to respond. That's a big problem we have, hey? It's like people just listen, and then they right away, well, this is what I think. It's like you don't right. intake it and process it and, like, understand. It's just, like, right away. Like, you're typing before you even finish reading what they said, like on Facebook, for instance, you know? Exactly. Yeah, you know, you're not listening to, to what – they're saying you're trying to figure out a way to make their conversation about you yeah, or to interject something, interject your two cents when really these people need to talk, talk well, to you. That's They're a big, trying to tell you something. Yeah, that's a big problem with this whole uh, Black Lives Matter thing. Whenever anybody says, like, all lives matter, it's like we understand that, that, like, all lives matter. It's just we have to look past that and see that these people are – they have a foot on right. their chest, you know, whether we right, like it or not, you know, like we have to be on their side. Let's just be on their side for a little bit. Like it doesn't have to be about you. When you say this, all lives matter. It's like, it's like saying, I don't understand the situation and I can't care about anything unless it's about me. That's all it's saying. I've got to include myself in this argument. Yeah. But it's not about you. It's not about us white people. You know, it's it's oh, about fact. helping another color because in the past and present, like people look down on them because they're a different shade of skin and it's fucking dumb, you know, and we're all That's finally true. realizing that it's just like this all lives matter is just like a dumb thing to say, in my opinion. And looking back at my Facebook posts, I see that I've, I've used it before, you know, like when it sort of first surfaced. I was like, well, all lives matter. Like, what do you mean? And now I understand. Oh, shit. I got to be on their side. It's not about me. Right, exactly. Uh, somebody said it on my Facebook page here a few days ago that really, I, I already had the perspective down, but it really made it clear and probably made a lot of other people understand the whole situation better, too. It was like, well, think about if your baby died and you were upset about your baby dying and then will somebody saying well well fuck well your baby well all babies matter mm-hmm. man that's a fucked up way to look at it yeah like you you're know? giving this eulogy on how much you care about you your kid <laughs> you didn't you didn't lose your baby you know yeah i lost my you didn't lose yours i lost man that's and that's kind of another way we need to look at that it's it's it is it is somebody else it's not me I don't have that problem. These, this other group has this problem, and mm-hmm. I need to, I need to be aware that just because it doesn't affect me, that it isn't affecting my fellow man in a just drastic way. Yeah. Another thing that I saw going around like that, like to put it into perspective, is it's like on Breast Cancer Awareness Month for like a dude to stand up. But what about my testicles? It's like it's a totally different thing. 
Like, we all have our own issues. It's just, like, this is the issue that we need to focus on right now, you know? Like, let's set aside some time to just, like, fix this issue. Otherwise, if we have all these issues on our plate, then we're not going to fix anything, you know? Like, we need to designate a little bit of time for something that, like, affects a lot of people. And then, like, you know, next month, it can be your time, (laughs) you know? Just, like, it doesn't have to be about you all the time. Now... If you live, if you live long enough, at some point in time, you, you'll get your dose of bad shit. Mm-hmm. Just wait for it. But until then, let's help this other group get through theirs. Yeah, like while we have a little bit of abundance, a little bit extra, like let's help the people that have negative. You know, <laughs> like I I don't see why that's so hard. Like I I don't well, see like- how people can be like so rich and then just like see all this despair across the world and just not want to do anything about it and not put a penny towards making any of it better yeah and like a lot of people that do donate just donate for the tax benefit you know and that's so sad well i had a i was i'm in a group with a bunch of other uh sour ass crippled motherfuckers (laughs) what did you say crippled or cryptid yeah okay crippled crippled (laughs) motherfuckers damn wheelchair riders uh, <laughs> but they were all bitching because they hadn't gotten their fucking stimulus checks and I'm like hold up people you're bitching because you didn't get your fucking stimulus check at the first of the month you know what you did get at the first of the month your social security check that you get at the first of every fucking month do you realize how many families didn't get a check at all at the first of the month yeah Get them people their money first because they need it worse than I do. I got my money at the first month, but these people that work, they didn't get theirs. So I can wait on mine because I'm, I, my shit's taken care of. Yeah. You know? I, I really don't like when people like around where I am complain about this whole situation. It's like, you're in Saskatchewan. You, We have a very low population. We're spread out over a large amount of land. Um, you know, we have a good healthcare system. It's free to go in. Like, what are you complaining about? Just like chill out and, you know, it we're in the best really situation we can be in. Like just put yourself in a situation where you don't have a a hospital right next to you, you know? Or like you you can't socially distance yourself because there there are no walls between anyone like there's there's these areas that are like way scarier than where we are and people are just like oh it's scary here and like like really it's not bitch you don't know what scary is yeah it's just it's weird how like people just don't have the ability sometimes to put themselves in like other situations like we have it good here but here anyway, like I, stuff going down there is crazy. Is is anything? Are there riots near you or anything? I no, just remembered all that stuff going on. There hasn't been. Uh, Arkansas's been pretty, uh, pretty quiet. Little Rock got a little, little loud here a few days ago, but no, nothing like, uh, nothing like Minneapolis or yeah, or LA or anything like that. Not even, not even close. Everything here's been pretty low key. Very. Uh, from what I've seen, it's been very peaceful. Uh, that's that's good to hear. 
I'm fortunate. We're, we're fortunate. I'm so glad because I mean, I'm, I'm in the South, man. I mean, uh, it all started with, with people down here, you know, and, and how we, we treated and, and did a, a whole race of people dirty. And it, it should be worse down here than anywhere. Um, I'm, I'm glad that it kind of skipped over my area. Is there still a large black population there? Actually, uh, yeah, yeah, quite a bit. Now, the county that I live in, I would dare to say that there is, you could probably count the number of black people in this county on one hand. Uh, there's not, we don't have a lot of, a lot of uh, black people here. And man, like I, I grew up here. It's small town, small southern fucking town. You can imagine <laughs> the Confederate flags and the racism and everything that 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 we grew up with, not knowing that it was bad. That was just our way, you know. And then and then I I I, I got out of here and I moved to a different town and went to college and experienced, you know, being around some black folk, hung out with black folk, had great friends and and didn't understand, man, why why is everybody like that back home? These people ain't bad. Yeah, it's just a weird uh, mentality of just not It was so weird because even though even though my dad was a preacher and he never said the N word, never flew a rebel flag or nothing like that, but man I was raised to be a racist without yeah. knowing that's what was happening. Or at least was... to feel superior to them. You know, I, yes. I, I guess that is technically racist, but I don't know for me, like when somebody says racist or like racism or whatever, that's like an act of actually like causing harm. Whereas like a prejudice is more of like judging somebody by the color of their skin or by their looks or whatever. So like, uh, I don't know where I'm going with that, but like, would you say you're being raised to be racist or being raised to be prejudiced? Like, were you, were they acting on any of those things or was it just like sort of the mentality behind it of we're better? It was just kind of an unspoken feeling that, yeah, we were better. Yeah. Okay. And that, and that they're nothing but trouble. Right. I mean, that's, that was basically. Uh, what's very grossly watered down uh, yeah. interpretation. That's that's how I feel looking back now. That's how I feel. And that's honestly how it's been here too with the Aboriginals. Like we're, they just always painted them with this scope of like, oh, they don't work and they don't do all this stuff. But it's the same sort of thing as like you know or or sort of the same thing like we came in and we took their land and we took away their their way of living and we made them live like we do and like it, it's just like and we brought in drugs and and alcohol and all this stuff and like we fucked them up and like to uh, a lot of them are doing really well and stuff but like we need to help them as a whole and like we need to accept responsibility for what we did, even though we didn't do it. It was our like past people, but shit, like that's not right. You know, <laughs> like we need to right our Just wrongs. Just because it's the way it's always been don't mean that it's the right way. No, definitely not. We need to learn from our mistakes and like, 
like we took away this beautiful culture you know and like they weren't allowed to believe in what they believed in and they had to go to our schools and stuff and it's just no wonder they have like this like anger towards us i would too imagine if we were taken over by another country and or aliens came and like took over the planet you know and like said we had to live this way and we're like machines now and we weren't allowed to like they used to enjoy life you know and all of a sudden it's a nine to five and you have to like it's, it's just this huge shift and we have to understand that like they liked the way they were living yeah and they were doing fine before we came along yeah and it's the same better. sort of thing like in relation to the um the black community like with all the slavery and stuff it's like and then all that racism never changed you know it's just like slowly you know like um, there's events that sort of make it less socially acceptable to say these things but then there's always like i don't know that old mentality of you can still joke about it you know and yeah. it, it doesn't matter yeah. and like i understand jokes i understand the importance of being able to say what you want but like i don't know for two white people to joke about a, a black person or something you know like i just is that is that the best thing we can do with our time, really? I totally agree, man. There's so much other shit that we could instead of focusing on what's wrong with somebody else, we need to work on what's wrong with ourselves. Yeah. Like uh the other day uh, the other day a friend of mine um I I posted something, it was like three different colored eggs. There's like a dark brown one, a I don't know, medium brown one and then a white one. And then in the bottom, it was like three cooked eggs. And it was all, they all looked the same. It's like racist explained for dumb people or something. And then he messaged me saying something along the lines of, yeah, but white is better or something. I was like, you just sound retarded saying that. Like, what was the point? Yeah, what man. was the point of that? just showed your ignorance right there you yeah and and like I, I i like i said that to him and he got all offended and like no i've got like black friends and stuff i was like well like just why and then he's like oh well you would have thought it was funny a few years ago it's like yeah but i grew <laughs> you know like and like yeah, in this current situation like that's just not funny like there's a time and a place it's funny like maybe joke about like they run fast because they steal a lot of stuff or something. I don't know. Like, there's, like, sort of, like, a, there are jokes you can make, but, like, to say that we're better than them in any sort of way, that's just weird, you know? Like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, that's just not funny. I totally agree. Uh, I, You know, you, you, like you said, you've grown. Shit that you used to think funny, you don't think's funny anymore. Yeah. I've Shit actually gotten think- a lot of people are, like, almost getting upset with me because I've changed the way I think, you know? And then I, I'm being called, like, closed-minded and stuff like this, and I just... I don't know. It's 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 weird. Like, as soon as you sort of change and think of something in a different way, then you're, like, you're heavily scrutinized in a lot of cases. Yeah, people, people don't do well with change. Uh, but I got a an artist that I really like. I saw him three times last time and hung out with him, his crew, the whole bit. It was such a good time. Such an amazing guy. Jelly Roll. 
uh, he's from Nashville. Yeah, Jelly oh. Roll. He's white rapper. Wait, white okay. rapper from Nashville. You'll have to uh, send me a link to one of the, the songs. Definitely. But he... Um, Jelly Roll. <laughs> okay, he, continue. Sorry. He, he's awesome. He, he will quickly become one of your favorite artists. Just yeah, right on. Especially to know him as a person. Yeah. To, it's the most real group of people I've ever been around in my life. I've hung out with a lot of fucking Black Label Society and Zach and, you know, met met all kinds. That's super Frozen cool. of Conformity and Pepper and, and everybody, but, but Jelly and his crew, they're it's it's they're it's it's a mixed bag, man. You got blacks and whites and young and old and everything and it's it's country and it's rap and it's it's southern but it's city and it's country but it ain't but it's but he was talking he was like his his latest album came out and it's a lot more it's a lot more about his feelings and 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 a parent and and losing his dad and losing this and that when whereas before when he first came out it was about selling crack and going to jail and, and prison in the streets and shooting out and this, that, and the other. And, and he got so much shit over this last album because it's not street shit. You know, yeah. it's real shit. Well, man, you, you can't hate on somebody. This man just, he's grown. Yeah. He's not singing about street life anymore because that's not his life anymore. His life now is his wife and his daughter and, and the loss of his dad and his mom with dementia and and all these other things and you've got to applaud somebody for changing mm-hmm. for getting for getting away from that you know and, and that's what he said in his post he was like man I'm getting so much shit over this but nobody realizes that I've changed as a person and that and that that jelly roll that everybody loved 10 minute freestyle they don't understand that I was like 30 minutes out of county for a fucking cocaine charge whenever I, I did that but that's not me anymore yeah and like how can you expect him to write new original stuff about like a past life it, like he'd just be recycling old stuff that he already said because he was saying that stuff in the moment he's growing and progressing as mm-hmm. a person that's something that should be complimented and applauded and and not man i wish you were still trash you know yeah, and you don't have to like it either. Like, you just have to, like, understand that they changed. Like, it's it doesn't have to be the same as the last album. Well, yeah, and, and I listened, and I was like, man, this is a great fucking album. Mm-hmm. Before I listened to all the chatter from everybody else, I was like, man, this is, this is some next-level shit. This man has changed. You know, I've noticed it, and, and I've... Again, I contribute that to my psychedelic use to expanding my mind and opening my mind because, man, did I like the old jelly shit? Fuck yeah, that shit hit hard. I loved it. But, but now it's like, man, you're awesome. Yeah. Good on you for 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 growing as a person and and making things better, not just for you but for your family. And who knows, maybe in the future he'll get picked up on some, like, dumb marijuana charge, you know? And he'll go back to have a a banger street song, you know? Like, you just have to, like, respect the process. Not not that I wish that on him. Not that I'm saying that. But I'm just saying, like, just respect it. Just, it's his life. He's he's being authentic. He's not being fake like 90% of the people out there. 
exactly. He's not. He ain't making. He ain't making music to sell records. He's writing music that he likes, and you can tell, man. All you can tell. That makes that, music that, better is when there's soul behind it, and it's not just some. Just the rhyming words. Yeah, that's what bugs me about mumble rap. And like, I understand it's its own genre, and I respect it for that. It's just the sort of presence that it has of like almost it just sounds like they're high the entire time you know and can't they're just slurring their words and can't like get out a coherent that's what bugs that's me about it. it and that that's that's i don't like that message being put on people kids it's like kids are impressionable and, and it's it's bad enough that. having you know all the violence and stuff this kind of ex- accepting of these drugs is just i don't agree with it yeah, glorifying But that's that old man Shay, I guess. I don't know. Glorifying that lifestyle doesn't doesn't benefit anybody. No. Like there was a time and a place for the whole like NWA scene, right? Like that was oh, that was that was that a was power amazing. thing, you know? That's to you know, raise themselves up and like like fuck you. But like there's no point to these like drug induced ones. I just don't see it. It's just making everybody aware of your drug addiction in my eyes but whatever i i don't mean to look down on them in any way like they're they're doing their thing i like the beats yeah that they that's the if that's the music they want to make let them make it but i don't have to listen to it i don't have to agree with it yeah well that's the thing like you don't have to listen to it too (laughs) you know so like if you don't like the way a band changed just listen to old stuff right i'm i'm that way i'm really bad that way now about Zach and Black Label like that's that was my favorite band like just a few days before I broke my neck the song In This River came out and I can remember laying in the hospital bed and singing the lyrics to that in my head and everything and just that that music really helped me get through that time and 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 the following albums after that now the last two or three he's just totally lost me because it's so obvious it's just a money grab that he's just making music to make money instead of you can tell when somebody's singing shit that they don't really feel oh 100 percent, yeah because like music is all about soul i can't hardly stand to listen to any of the new stuff and and it would be different if, like Jelly, he was growing as a person, but you can tell. It's all a fucking capitalist. It's all about the bottom dollar now and, and making as much money as he can. That just, man, that takes away from me. And that's why, I like, you know, artists like Jelly and Struggle, you know, they came from, from real shit and they're, they're, they live it and they can convey it and, and tell their story and it's real it's real it's real life it's not just a bunch of chicken picking and some words that rhyme laid over the top it's 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 life yeah you can feel it in the vibrations and the way they like sing it or rap it or you know whatever it's just there's an authenticity to it yeah and uh, yeah you can tell that in anyone's art too right like you can tell when they're like actually inspired or when it's just like a money grab yeah it's just you can see the soul in art it's so crazy uh art art 
talking about music and art. Um, are you a are you a fan of Tool? Um, not overly. Like I, I've heard a few songs and I think they're all right. I just didn't. They seem too dark to me, or like too depressing. I guess I don't know. I sort of like uplifting music. I I, I didn't really resonate with them but i heard they're pretty psychedelic right oh yeah that's uh they uh alex gray are you familiar with alex gray no nope. uh, church of the, is it the oh shit i feel so bad now i can't remember church of the, the mirrors or something like that but anyway they're he's big him and his wife big dmt user anyway they do a lot of the artwork and stuff oh, oh okay movies. i've definitely seen his art i just looked him up it's like all his dmt oh, yeah. like the entities yes. with the heads that um kind of branch out with a bunch of different like sort of fractals definitely one of the best artists as far as being able to bring back that visual yeah and like able to even bring the dimensions back like you can see how it just like yeah. it goes back like multiple dimensions yeah when you look at it you're like okay yeah he's been he's been in that waiting room he's been in the waiting room that i've been in you know? <laughs> yeah um, that's the only i've never tripped in public uh, a couple years ago we went to see tool for, uh, for my birthday and i tripped some mushrooms there at that show but it was so cool it wasn't like a it wasn't like a concert it was like an art show because they had these huge screens with that Alex Gray shit going on behind it was just such an awesome experience overwhelming uh, but it's 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 art to me it's different than just listening to a song because I tripped when I tripped in college a lot, that was what we listened to all the time was, was Tool. In the last few years, or, well, I say up till a couple years ago, that was the main thing I listened to when I tripped. And so always related that to it, you know. It was always connected. Yeah, I, I totally still... understand. There's there's songs that I kind of, whenever I do decide to listen to music, I'll kind of throw on the youtube playlist and there's different videos i watch and it's all sort of just yeah related to the psychedelic adventures i oh. guess yeah so let me let me let me take a step back and we'll go back to my salvia story <laughs> so yeah dr Cooper, shoe all that business um a few days later i was at home and marilyn manson came on four rusted horses and I had a flashback. If I've ever had a flashback, I had a flashback right then when that song came on. And I was back inside that Dr. Pepper shoot. And I was like, what the fuck? Really? So I called my sister and I'm like, hey, do you by chance remember what we were listening to when I smoked that salvia? And she was like, oh, I don't know. I think some, some, we were listening to Marilyn Manson. And I said, did Four Rusted Horses play? And she goes, yes, it did. So, yeah. That's so wild. That, that, that was so cool. That, and now every time I hear that song, man, it just takes me back. I'm, I'm back to doing my business in Dr. Pepper's. That's cool. I've had, um, like, going through my uh, tinnitus um, experiences, um, as I kind of open up these different parts that were like really congested and stuff 
um, it sort of brings me back to a, a, maybe a different time. Like it almost like like you were saying, it just like sparks a memory, and it just like I'm able to almost like visualize it. And a lot of the time, it kind of goes back to like it feels like a past death, like of either a, a past you know like we were talking about having like a soul that sort of goes into your body or i don't know uh, like just a past me that um had a trauma and then uh, sort of visualized it. it it's cool that it's able to bring you into the past you know and just like catch that past up to you and learn from those even or like heal from them like I know, I know people go back. I was talking to a woman. I'm not sure if you listened to it today. I just put it on yesterday, but um, I talked to a woman named Lisa, and she had an experience that went right back to her birth, and like the trauma is involved in that. So, like it, it, it's cool that it can like time doesn't really play a factor a lot of the time. It doesn't. You can. It's it's like a time warp. You can mm-hmm. just snap of fingers and you're right back in that moment if even for just a few moments yeah it's it totally is like you're just bypassing space and time and and going back to that exact moment yeah there's times where i'm at work and i sort of like this right now will be a memory in my future you know so like how much attention can I pay to all the details and stuff? And then at that same time, it sort of gives me this like weird feeling of like a possibility to almost remember the future, you know, like if you could sort of tap into that, like you can remember the past in a certain way, but what if you taught yourself to sort of like remember the future in a way or like peer into the future or like, I don't know. It's it's just a weird thought process that I've been going through lately. It's been since my accident, my life hasn't felt like my life. I feel like I feel like I'm outside of myself watching myself live somebody else's life. If that makes any sense at all. I know it doesn't, but it's I feel, it's yeah. like I'm it's like I'm not me and it's like this has already been done. This has already been done, and I'm just watching it happen. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, a lot of my life, I sort of felt like I was waiting. You know, like it, I was just like letting it play out because I felt like something was coming. And I feel like psychedelics were sort of what was coming. And like, this is what, in a weird way, my passion is now. And just like, sharing it with other people you know and now i feel like i'm present and actually like living but i sort of felt like i was like almost like a third person just like waiting for now to happen in a weird way yeah and and that's what i'm getting at is that this this last since the beginning of this year since january i've i've tripped a lot and I've what's your schedule like sorry not to interrupt you but what what you say you trip a lot what is your schedule like uh well i'm gonna say in the last well three or four months it's been almost on a weekly basis okay 
Yeah, I'm usually on a two-week basis, but sometimes if I have a day off on a weekend like now, sometimes I'll trip again and it'll be weekly sort of thing. But I try to keep two weeks. But sorry, continue. Uh, I, I just wanted to know what your. Uh... I like to keep. Uh, I, I I try to keep. Uh, I was trying to keep a every other week schedule, but mm-hmm. uh, there's been an abundance of mushies around. And, <laughs> and when you're trying to and, fix something too, like it's it's not like you're just going into it for an escape, right? Like we're doing a lot of work when we go into this. Like we're we're not just like laying back and relaxing, right? No, I'm not. I'm I am totally working my ass off. Yeah. I'm in the deepest part of my trip. I am working harder and thinking more than I am when I'm sober. Yeah. Uh, and and I love that. Like I said, man, it's I come I come away with something every time that makes me better. And and until I stop getting that, I'm not gonna stop. When I stop feeling that, I may quit. Yeah. But I'm still learning. I'm still gaining knowledge from the experience and until I quit learning I'm just going to keep going to school yeah definitely that's same with me too man there's so much to learn and so much potential to learn what we can learn Um, but I'm sorry I'm going to have to stop there Um, my landlord's starting to bang around outside I'm going to go give him a hand we have to empty out the use trough it's been raining and it's not um draining raining without draining that rhymes <laughs> so we'll put that in song sorry i'll have to write that put it in song <laughs> yep indeed uh maybe sell the lyric yeah. to that um jelly roll right home <laughs> all right well it was so nice talking to you thank you so much for being on here i would love to have you on again like we shit three hours flew by Oh, yeah, dude. We've still got much more to talk about. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, keep me updated on that whole uh, LSD trip you're going to be going on. Um, like I said, I, I kind of go back in time and sort of almost re-experience traumas and stuff. So just, like, be aware. You might, you you know, you, you, you fucking trip all the time. It just might like come back to you, and it might be overwhelming. I'm not sure how that'll surface, but I'm very interested, and I really hope it it helps you. Yeah, I I believe it will, and thank you for putting some ideas in my head. Yeah, no problem, man. No problem. And thanks for thanks for your time. Thanks for uh, letting me tell a little bit about my story. Let's get together and do it again. Hell yeah, man. I enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun. Thank you. Me too, man. All right. You have a good rest of your day. All right. You too, Shay. All right. See you later, dude. Later. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed the conversation with D because I had a very good time talking to him. If you have a comment or anything you'd like to share on the podcast, email me at twotemplespodcast at gmail.com. The best way to support Two Temples is by clicking subscribe and sharing the show with friends and on social media. My next conversation is with Gregory Lake an attorney from Louisiana. We talked about his experiences and what led him to write his first book, Psychedelics and Mental Health series, Psilocybin, which is available on Amazon. Thanks for listening, and thanks to Dee and all past guests for sharing your stories. Ciao for now.